Bookers, come on down! You have stumbled upon a pot of word salad at the bottom of a sometimes inappropriate rainbow. At the controls are indie authors Sintra Sullivan, Kay Banning Kellum, and David Atherton Cooper. I'd like to say they know what they're doing, however, as the official voiceover guy, I have sworn an oath of fealty. Welcome to the What the Book podcast, where scripts and pants are optional. Welcome, bookers, to our 15th episode. 15. Holy shit. I am just. I, I can't explain the buzz I have right now. Of course, my co-host, David, Athen and Cooper. Hi, David. Hi, good to be here again. And Caleb, or Kay Benning, Callum, of course. Caleb, hi, Caleb. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, have you got the buzz, boys? Are you buzzing? I'm like a hive of bees. Nice. I might or might not have done a line of coke before this, so yes. It's possible. Who knows? Now, bookers, we're on episode 15, which is our season finale. We have come to the end of Mm -hmm. our first season. What the book, season one, almost nailed and completed. I, when we first started this, I, I didn't think that we'd get this far. And yet here we are and we are Hopping along beautifully. I am I am enthralled to be here, boys. Enthralled to be here. It's Is like it... a giant orange space hopper of joy. <laughs> I, I knew we were going to make it. Like I said before, I would not have signed on if I didn't know that we were going to make it. And, you um, never doubted it. You never doubted never, it. Never. As soon as I started talking to you, I knew for a fact we were in good. And we're going well. We'll talk about more of that later. Um, we have awards to give out, boys. Awards. This is like our gala night. This is our, our if we were in, well, if I was in Australia, I am. Uh, in Australia, this would be the Logie Awards. In America, what are we talking about? The Emmys? It depends. Well, I mean, some are for television, some are for movies. I mean, are you talking about the highest ones? Like, that's the Oscars. Um, that's Oscars. I wasn't going Oscars yet. That's season two. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go um, Emmys. Emmys is Emmys is television. <laughs> um, Golden Globes. I that's a weird one. I don't. It Golden Globes is also television, but not the same as Emmys. The Grammys is music. The Oscars oh, is we're movies. We're not going to Grammys. Nobody's seeing. Right, so Nobody. we're, we're waiting for the Emmys. The Emmys are that's a big deal. The Emmys are a big oh, one. So oh. what are the and if we were in if we we're in England, what would be we celebrating there, David? It would probably be the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs. There mm-hmm. you go. So we've got the BAFTAs. What fuck is a BAFTA? The British Academy of Film and Television Awards. No, you <laughs> okay, know. Oh. Clearly, I don't know about the BAFTAs. <laughs> you can see the international credibility and presence they bring, obviously. But yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> So this is the bookers. That's what we're calling it, the bookers. And come another few seasons, this will be the most highly sought after award of the year is the Booker Awards. Or is Um, it the bookies? The bookies? (laughs) We can run the black book through the whole season and see what we can get. (laughs) So bookers, we have 10 awards to give. Well, we actually have 11. Uh, I lied. 
11 awards to give. We're going to do 10 in this first half of this podcast and save the last one till second half. Um, all right, let's, I'm going to get straight into it. This was voted by the writing community. These weren't voted by David, Caleb or I. These 10 that we're going to announce now is writing community people voting for writing community people. I love it. Indies, supporting indies. This is the whole premise of this show. And I, at this point in time, could not be more proud of the podcast and of the writing community as a whole. All right. Our first award was the most enthusiastic member of the writing community. Now, there are a lot of enthusiastic people in the writing community. We have a few honourable mentions. Uh, Halo Scott, that's Halo underscore Scott. Um, we have Trey Stone at, uh, at Trey Stone author. Trey and I have, we have a lot of bantering backwards and forwards. He's always uh, very enthusiastic about his writing and about the community as a whole. He's a great one to follow. Um, we also have Ash, uh, which is the forgotten astronaut. She's an honorable mention. Awesome. Awesome hair. That woman's fantastic. Now our winner, our winner of the most enthusiastic member of the writing community for season one, What the Book podcast is Dr. Maggie G. I am so excited. Congratulations, Maggie. There we go. It's a little bit late with sound effects, but there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well deserved. With your button pushing. So congratulations, Maggie G. Now, when it comes to enthusiasm, this one's hard to beat, Maggie. She's um, she's phenomenally positive and forever got a, a wonderful smile on her face and a, a kind and a funny word for everybody around. I adore her. I love her. We have had her on the show, Bookie, so go back and check her podcast out if you want to hear from her directly. All right, so second award, I'm handing over to David. What you got, David? Uh, well, the, the, the second award goes to the person in the writing community most likely to hit us with a left of centre or a left field comment. And this was a hotly contested category, let me tell you. Uh, so special honourable mentions go to, uh, to our friend Fizzy, Fizzy Twizzler, to Cyclone Allen at Snapey Wapey, and to CA Monks at CA Monks 1. You guys came in really close, but there was a clear winner in this category for our friend Nikki, for at Nikki underscore twisted, just brings it every time. <laughs> Take a bow, we love your work. I love yeah. Nikki, she's fantastic to follow too. All right, and up next, we have the most likely to do an aha moment, which I assume is like a eureka moment. I don't know. It uh, is. All right, um, and we're going to talk about some great people here. We've got some runner-ups. Um, we have David Winter. David D. We Winter. Got, Make sure it's a D in there. David D. Winter. Uh, we got Migsy. You might want to throw out that at. Ah, yeah, at uh, Ominous Hallways. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we have DC Wright Hammer. It's Hammer Time as our three runner-ups. And the winner, the winner is the most likely to do an aha moment as voted by the writing community is Jalen Watkins. Give it up for Jalen Watkins, everybody. Woohoo! Yay! 
check her out. Yeah, Jay, of course, does a lot of um, background work for What the Book. She's um, one of my besties uh, within the writing community and within real life. She is truly a beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. Uh, and I Absolutely. adore her. So she will be stoked. And a talented writer in her own oh. in her own. Amazing. Check out her blog post, people. Go go to her page uh, at Jalen at Watkins and um, follow her her link to her latest blog. Fantastic writing. All right. Our next the best award. decision you'll make today. Absolutely. Next award. Oh, most likely to shock. Now, there are a few that uh, will throw out curveballs in the writing community, in the Twitterverse. Uh, most of all, I, most of them I really, really love because I'm one that that likes to to be slapped in the face with a cold tuna and gone, oh shit. So most likely to shock in the comment. Uh, our honourable mentions are Corey Hepler, uh, one of my uh, Twitter friends, love him. Sarah Dresser. Now she will get into a gif war that you just can't win against her in a gif war. There is no winning against her. She's fantastic. Uh, Lady Brooklyn. Uh, is beautiful, lady, very shocking sometimes, and I love her for it. Our winner, our winner of most likely to shock, and honestly, there's there's nobody else like this particular woman on the Twitterverse, and that's Novel. Um, <laughs> where's my clapping for her? <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for you to give the ad. I was waiting for you to give the rest of it. Now that's at now, see, I, she, there's an O, that's a zero, that's a what? It's L Y V zero N. Am I right, David? Zero you are N. correct. Right, so that's Noval, and look, she, she's, ah, oh, she's done artwork for me. She's phenomenal artist, phenomenal writer, and some of the things she comes out with are just brilliantly shocking. I love it. All right, they just make you go. <laughs> yes, and I do want to say while we're on this Lady Brooklyn is somebody who I do talk to from time to time and she is just absolutely fan freaking tastic as well I know we already gave her mention but I just wanted to double down on that because she is awesome all of the people we're talking about your bookers you need to follow them because they're brilliant uh, we don't talk about crap people we talk about awesome people we talk about people in the community that you should be following plain and simple um, well, I have I've got four people that we really should all be following. Um, so our next award was for the best person in the writing community for advice. And giving advice is is an interesting thing because these guys don't give it unsolicited, but when they do, when they share their ideas, they're they're gems. And we have honourable mentions here for Shauna, who goes by at Frankie in Paris, for the amazing and inestimable. Barry Brunswick, um, and for a personal favourite of mine, for Riv Rains at Riv Rains. But those three who give great advice just didn't quite meet the standard of our winner this evening, who is TT Banks at TT Banks Five. Just the best. All of those oh, right. people for advice. It's uh, and as you said, advice is something that we've talked about on the podcast previously, and um, they always give good advice. So if you need something or you have a question, 
therefore that I would trust to go and ask. All right, Caleb. Reach on out. You will be glad that you did that too. All right, now this is one that is personally great for me. I consider myself to be one of the most sardonic members of the writing community, but in this case, we're looking at the most sarcastic members of the writing community. Um, sarcasm is a language that I do speak quite well myself, though. But we were right, allowed runners... to vote for ourselves, were we? We weren't I mean, to if I could have, believed me, I'd be winning all these. It would just be Cape Ann and Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd all be Hang winning that. Hang on. Let me just, <laughs> on this particular one, just quickly, I just want to put out there, thank you for anybody who voted for me in this one. As much as it got, I can't allow it to happen, but yay, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Go on, Caleb. <laughs> but here are some absolutely stunning masters of wit. Here we got Jim Steele. We have once again Noville. Is yeah, is I don't know if it's Novile or Noville, no but vile. either way. Yeah. Uh, we have um Alia T. And that is at Alia Tis Here. A-L-I-A Tis Here. But the grand winner is, and I absolutely adore this name, and I just I really wanted this category just for the opportunity to say. That the winner of this is Otter Titties at Otter Titties. Also, Jane Atalia. That is right. <laughs> Anybody named Jane Atalia at Otter Titties on Twitter deserves to get some kind of an award. And in this case, she gets the most sarcastic and the coolest goddamn name, in my opinion. So that, that's a double award for awesome name and awesome sarcasm. Look, Janitalia, we had to fight over who was going to call your name out. <laughs> we did, I won't say it. And Caleb won. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I love it. All right, our next award goes to the person who is always firing on all cylinders. There is no downtime with these people. It is all go, 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 right from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. I don't know how they do it, but they are simply energizer bunnies. Uh, I would love to tap into their batteries, um, possibly for more source than one. But, you know, hey, energy's energy. <laughs> Our honourable mentions for firing on all cylinders award is J.C. Paulson. Uh, we also have Sean McMahon, um, author oh, Rebecca Ridge. She's always on. Migsy, of course, Ominous Hallways, and our winner, our winner for firing on all cylinders all the time, Energizer Bunny, Barry Brunswick. Congratulations. He's at, go, go stalk him at Barry Brunswick. Of course, this guy never stops. He is fantastic and is worthy of any follow you throw his way. All right, David. He's been on the show. He has. He has indeed. Now, we all love a game of tag, whether it's a gift war, whether it's a dumpster storm, or it's just a big follow Friday. So the next award goes to uh, the most tag team player out of the writing community. Um, another really hotly contested category. And honorable mentions for really trying hard go to at Kit Kat Poetess, Katrina, again to uh, the lady with the phenomenal endowments, uh, Miss Otter Titties, Janitalia. Um, <laughs> I love her name. I love her name. 
we couldn't pass this category by without mentioning Chrissy Clark at Chrissy underscore Clark. Go follow and check out these people. Be prepared for a tagging storm. But the outright winner in this category uh, was Jan at JM Mills author uh, and homegrown Aussie talent. Congratulations. And Jan has the most amazing array of gifts that are her. Where does she get them from? They're I awesome. don't know, but I want some because they are phenomenal. She has so many of them. It's just, I just, I just fucking love it. I love it. I need to tap into her too. All right, Caleb. All right. Now, here's one of my favorites of all times is the most inspirational. You got some wonderful folks out there that can pull you up and hold you down when you need it most. So if you find yourself in the need for a little bit of inspiration, motivation, or anything in between, here's three wonderful runner-ups that I would highly suggest to look into. We got J.J. O'Ryan. We got Chris Taylor. And we got Jay Mullins at Written Mirror. Check them out. But as they say in the Highlander, there can only be one. And the winner of this category is Magnolia at Magnolia3169. Fantastic. It's love, I love it when you find... Um people in the writing community that you know you can go to their page and there's always going to be something there that that lifts your spirit a little bit higher when you need a little lifting um and we all need a little lifting from time to time uh our next award and the oh let me count is this the final one of this half it is it is the final one it of is. this half. now this is mm-hmm. the the yakety yak award um the person who always has something to say this isn't horns and a body hair problem. This is something else, isn't it? Yes, it's more than a body hair problem. Although, the, the, you know, we've all been in isolation. There's no judgment from any parent. If we haven't shaved, you just have to put up with it. I'm sorry. Uh, when we come out for after the winter, we'll, we'll worry about that then. You know, if you want to know a little something about me, I personally find the hirsute woman kind of sexy. Um, what do they call it? Hirsute or hirsute? Whatever it is when you don't shave. There is a certain appeal to that that I just cannot deny. We should all admit, you know, girl fluff is terribly cute. and It's it's just right. It's how it should be. Okay. Yeah, so, so back put to that the- narrow way, for God's sake. Grow it out. Pits and all, I don't mind. So the Yakety Yak Award, which has nothing to do with body hair, strangely enough, it has to do with the person who always has something to say on the, the writing community and in Twitter's video, Twitter's here. Um, our honourable mentions, of course, are JS Lamore um, at JSL32112. Um, oh, I call her Diaz. So if you go check her out, call her Diaz. She will know why. Of course, there is Mandy Lawson at Mandy Lawson 7. You'll know her as Twilight Sparkly Mandy. has the most beautiful feed to follow. Very active. There's also Miranda Armstar. Now, I really hope that I pronounced that correctly. Uh, A-R-M-S-T-A-R-D-T. Armstar. Now, our winner for the Yakety Yak Award for Season 1 is Abby the Tweet. At Abby the Tweet. Um, 
Abby, Abby is is simply creamy with with desire. She is one of the most colourful and beautiful people in the writing community. Um, I, I, I and was one of our early author interviews. Absolutely, I simply adore her. There's nothing that she can't do. Uh, there's no spirits that she can't lift. So, um, and she always has something fun to say. Uh, we tend to just we have no filters. Abby and I have no filters. So if you follow the both of us, be prepared to uh, probably go into the shocked category as well. Um, so Double trouble. <laughs> that's our that's our ten awards for this season. Um, our ten winners. Uh, I am very well deserved. Uh, and there will be certificates. I'll be popping the certificates up on our Twitter page at WTB Podcast so that our winners can see their names, of course. And if they feel the need, they are more than welcome to download the certificates and wear them with pride. Uh, it's always nice to be acknowledged within the writing community, I think. So what do you think, boys? Are you happy with those 10 winners? I think they're wonderful. Uh, and next season we should have more categories. No, they were they were really good. They were, and I, I like this idea of, of giving back to the community um, at the end of our seasons. I think it's a nice way to acknowledge the people that support us, uh, acknowledge the people within the writing community, and uh, give give back, give a little little high five, a little pat on Absolutely. the back. Absolutely, we look, we couldn't do it without you guys who listen to the show. If we didn't have listeners and supporters out there, we would just be three folks sitting around flapping our gums at each other once a week, which is fun enough as it is, but we're trying to make a show here. So we absolutely need you guys. And with all of the options out there, we need you a lot more than you need us. And we appreciate the fact that you're out there listening and supporting the show and trying to make us bigger than we set out to ever imagine we could be. If we, if we win, it's because you got us there. And we love and appreciate everybody. And we got one more award to come after the break. Let's stick yes. around. Really our, excited our, about this. Our break, absolutely. Our break, we're going to go now. We're going to go and meet uh, Migsy. Now, everybody should know Migsy. Everybody should be following Migsy because he rocks. Uh, he's at Ominous Hallways. Uh, he, he has a skeleton on his profile picture. He's quite elusive like that. But we did manage to get him nailed down for an interview, which was a lot of fun. And because he he's a poet, he uh, works a lot with the VSS 365. Uh, people need to get on board. I mean, that's huge. It's, it's huge, the VSS 365, and I think every writer should be doing it because it's phenomenally good for your skills. Um, all right, so I'm throwing to the, the interview. I really hope you love meeting Migsy. He's one of my favourites. He made me a GIF and nobody else on the show, so he loves me. Uh, <laughs> let's go meet him, bookers. Be back soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, bookers. Welcome to our author interview for this week. One of my favourite times of the podcast is being able to talk to people in the writing community, uh, being able to showcase their talents, shine a little light on those who dwell 
uh, amongst the writing community, uh, the little gems that hide in the corner that we have to dig a little deeper to find, but they are so worth the effort. Yeah, I'm feeling a little, a little, um, oh, I don't know what I'm feeling this morning. It's very early and we're in ISO, so who even knows what day it is. Uh, I have with me David, uh, David Atherton Cooper, my co host. Hello there. Hello. How's ISO treating you? Oh, it, it, it's weird and strange, but you know what? This morning the sun is shining. It's it's all good. It's all good. The sun is shining up in Queensland too, so yay for that. Uh, our author this week, oh, God, I'm so excited to have this author on. Um, he captured my interest uh, through VSS 365, both David and I are massive VSS people for people, for our listeners who aren't aware of that. That is very short story, VSS 365, 365 days of the year. You get a new word prompt, you are then uh, inspired by that word to go and create a short story, VSS, hashtag VSS 365. Look it up, get involved, great way to meet people in the writing community like this author, Migzu. Uh, hey, Migzy, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Ah, it is an absolute <clears throat> pleasure. Of course, your uh, Twitter um, hashtag is at Ominous Hallways. It is yeah. indeed. It is indeed, yes. But of course, we just call you Migzy. Yeah, this is the first time I'm realizing, because um, that, that is not my real name in, in real life, but I do go by that name uh, on Twitter, and I realize this is the first time anyone's ever really called me that out loud. Not in writing, not in a text, not in a DM, but in actual, like out loud. It's pretty interesting to hear it said. Well, we don't mean to weird you out, but that's how we refer to you when we've been talking about trying to get you to come on the podcast and be interviewed. Um, that's it. We always protect our people. Um, if uh, an author has a pen name or go by a different persona, or of course, like myself, who just chucks out their real name, it doesn't matter on what the book we will always um, uh, adhere to our author's request. So, Migsy, it is. Um, my first question for you, Migsy, uh, or Migtastic or Migorific, depending <laughs> on which hashtag I wish to use for you, we have a few. We have a few. Uh, well, what age did you discover the, uh, a love for the written word? Well, it's a good question. You know, I... I Probably when I was um, like a preteen or something, like 11, 12, um, I, I never really pursued writing as a career, but I was always interested in, in kind of anything humorous, not, not serious. I was not very serious about most things. Everything could be a joke. I liked absurdist things. I, I liked writing little funny stories. I, I loved inside jokes. My friends and I would, would write things that only we could understand because no one else you know, knew the code to crack the to crack the code to understand it. So that was always really fun. And so I did that for a long time. And I, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, it'd be cool to write a book. And I would start, I didn't have really the, the energy or the, um, I don't know, I, I gave up very quickly. I would start and I would write a chapter and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do any more of this. But uh, I think it was probably around that age. And then I did so much writing for, for school and I just kind of put aside the creative writing part for a long, long time. Never thought about it again. Wow. I do. I do. There is, because you said that you like a little of the absurd writing. There is one of your VSS that immediately pops to mind when you talk about absurdity. Uh, and that was this, the sun shining. 
uh, the tanning um, of the buttocks. <laughs> you did a, I, I did you too. You did a poem about it and it made me yeah. snort laugh. I will tell you that. Yeah, yeah I did that. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I like to do some things that are serious and I like to express myself and things I'm thinking about. But uh, I, I need to throw in some ridiculous humor too. It entertains me and uh, I like variety. I, I don't stick with the same thing for a long time. I like to move around and do different things. Well, that did, so just talking about the, the stuff that you've put out through your Twitter feed, um, yeah. some of your poems are just fantastic. They're some of the best I've seen um, anywhere around on Twitter. And, and I look for quite a lot. I've even tried doing a few poems myself. So uh, do you have any plans? Do you think you'll ever collect some of them together and, and publish them on some other media? Uh well, the answer is yes. I, I think it's really interesting. I really appreciate your comment. It's very kind of you. And people in the writing community on, on Twitter have been so very kind uh, because I started, it's been not, not a year, but closing in on a year when I started doing this. And I, I have no training or never really planned to do this. It kind of happened by accident because I did find BSS 365. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around whether any of it's any good or not, but I get a lot of compliments so i'm trying to believe that and i have decided that i want to collect some of this stuff into a into a book uh some of my poems from twitter i might add some other things that uh maybe i haven't put on there and so definitely that's that's the case i was starting to work on doing that uh my my laptop died i've ordered a new laptop so i've lost no. some of that but, uh, yeah well my laptop lasted a good 10 years um although the last couple we really fought the two of us <laughs> uh, I, I really won those battles for a long time, but it finally, <laughs> it couldn't take it anymore and it's gone. But mm -hmm. yes, I, I definitely want to put some stuff together into a book. Um, I, I've been encouraged by several people to do it and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm starting to collect some stuff into what will be the form of a book, I guess. Crazy. That'd be cool. Please include the gift of today. <laughs> okay. By the way, that's, that one, that one touched a nerve. That was very good. Okay. I'll make sure to do that. Would you ever consider, oh, there's my dog and my birds. So if anybody of our listeners are hearing the native wildlife, they're just my animals. Um, have you ever or would you ever consider within this book uh, of your poetry and short stories, taking one of them and expanding them slightly into more of a, say, a novella type of story or perhaps a full-size novel? Yeah, I, I would love to be able to do that if I could. Um, I will say this. I've, I've, so I've done this um, micro fiction and poetry on Twitter now for, you know, whatever it's been like 10 months. And um, I think that that format is really good, at least was for me starting out and learning how to write, because um, the discipline of having something short, you have to finish it, right? You can't sit there for all, you know, all day and do it. It's, it's very contained. You want to get it out. These prompts are, you know, each day is a new prompt, et cetera. And you have to edit because you have limited space. So you have to learn how to, I mean, I, I would be very wordy, I think, if I didn't have that, you know, training to do that. So I've kind of done that for a while. and I've enjoyed it, but I have been thinking, especially recently, it'd be great to write something longer, not to be stuck with this 280 characters. There's, you know, I've started to write a few things that are longer. Um, and uh, it's just really getting the confidence to do it. I mean, a short story or a novella or even a novel, um, 
it very, very much intrigues me. And I just, I'd have to practice it a little bit because um, most everything I've written has been in the form of, um, you know, a few lines really. Um, and that's been good, but it just seems like a totally different uh, uh, skill, a related skill, but a different skill to write something longer. I hope I could do it. I'd like to try it. See, I work the exact reverse out of this. You know, I've published, uh, okay, like I'm on five and a half years published author and a few books under my belt. And I've never done short stories uh, and novellas. It's always been a full-size novel to me, right from the word go. So when I discovered BSS, uh, it's the exact opposite of what you did. It's like, oh, shit, how can I get a full-size novel into 280 characters? What the hell am I supposed to do with that? So, you know, I write this massive big story and, and, you know, (laughs) there's hundreds of words in the red and I'm trying to go, oh, I've got to cut that down. What the hell? So it really taught me how to make maximum impact with minimum amount of characters. So it's a a great place to learn how to maximise the the words that you choose to use. Yeah, it doesn't teach you like it doesn't teach you character development. And you've talked about this on the podcast, and uh, I think you were talking on one of the podcasts about fan fiction, for example, and, and the advantage of having a character already developed that you can just use. Mm. And so that's one thing I think about if I were to write a novel. You can't really do a lot of character development in a tweet, um, and uh, I don't carry the tweets on. I don't have like a character I've developed day over day in a series of tweets. It's just each one's kind of on its own. So. That'll be an interesting thing to try to figure out. I think uh, that would be quite a, that'd be the biggest challenge really, I think in a way to develop an actual character, a full, you know, living being that you can, you know, when, when you can, when, yeah, when you can look round over your shoulder and see them, right. you know, you've got them, but it, it, it's, it is a weird one. So Zintra says they just now come and knock on her door and talk to her and that's what she writes. They well, do, they just come and walk up and say hey my name is car and i'm the reaper okay hey (laughs) it sounds amazing sounds amazing i mean i like to do that so um do i have that in me i I guess we'll see (laughs) well that would be good so actually talking about what you have what you have in you and looking at your tweets and and I'm, i'm not always sure i know where all of mine come from what what is your greatest inspiration when when you are moved to write is it just the prompt or where does your stuff come from yeah the prompt is interesting you know i think sometimes i feel like um i have things i want to say and i don't i don't want to be tied to the prompt i'll just write something but my inspiration typically it's kind of two things i think i was thinking about this the other day i think uh, really just I went to Twitter in the first place for this to express things that I'm feeling. And I think I write the best and they come out the best when it comes from a real place of an actual feeling, something I've really thought about. It's kind of, I need to get it out and it comes out in these words that I think some people like. And the other thing is I, I my wife mentioned this to me, to me a couple times recently, just I have a lot of curiosity. So I just, I'm always thinking about different things, reading about different things. And, and that curiosity will lead me to an idea a lot of times I'll take some idea I've been kind of thinking about, maybe didn't even, didn't even realize it, and then the prompt word, I'll take those two things together, it'll turn into something kind of, you know, interesting, hopefully. Fascinating. So talking prompt words, I did challenge Migsy uh, 
to produce a migorific, migtastic uh, VSS for us, which is exclusive to What The Book podcast. I feel very uh, excited to hear this. Now, my prompt word to Migsy was pendiculation. It sounds almost erotic, doesn't it? Pendiculation. Depends, I suppose, on the tone that I say it in. It uh, does. Our listeners. <laughs> pendiculation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this is a family-friendly show. Let's keep <laughs> this is, moving, guys. It is not, David. It's, it is not. <laughs> it depends on your family, I guess. <laughs> well, pas devant les enfants, mes amis. <laughs> Pendiculation, a stretching or stiffening, especially of the trunk and extremities, uh, as in when fatigued or drowsy or waking from a sleep. So it's completely clean. It's just a great sounding word. Uh, so, Migsy, what have you come up with uh, for us using the prompt word pendiculation? Well, I did come up with I did not know that word. That was a brand new word to me. So um, that was kind of a challenge. And uh, I did some kind of word association and I came up with something that was uh, like a lot of the times when I write, um, I start with one idea and it turns into something totally different. So I, I'd be happy to read this, uh, do my best to read this to you. I've only read a poem out loud, I think one time, and that was on Twitter uh, in, in response, uh, Z, to your, um, your challenge to read uh, your work on, uh, on Twitter, which I did, a very short four-line poem. Yes, absolutely. The heart one. I loved it. I know, exactly. So this this is longer, and I'll, I'll give it my best shot if, uh, if you're oh, ready. I'm so excited. Go All right, go. Okay. The panhandler sleeps alone on empty streets in tattered rags. His nights are restless, and he wakes to darkness. Street lamps flicker, and the wind whisks city smells into a froth. Without coffee, he pendiculates himself awake, arms akimbo. He rolls into a cat stretch, but the alley cat is unimpressed. He is used to being invisible, ignored, inconspicuous. But now the loneliness has a new quality of silent solitude. He is nothing but another pest in the abandoned downtown. Between the unlit skyscrapers, monuments of human wealth and power, he slinks away and hopes to be remembered before winter. That's it. Oh, that was holy awesome. crap. My goodness, Migsy. Wow. I tried to do a good one. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or not, but it is that's about two tweets worth. So it's longer than what I would normally write, which um I was glad to do. And I actually wrote this. Um, I usually write just on my phone. I sat down like a real writer on a laptop and wrote, typed that out. Wow. Whisking the city smells into a foam over the coffee is just glorious. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm it's fun highly to in awe of your talent to, to create a, an image with your word, Megzi. This has to go into a book. I think this might go in the book. Why not? has to go into a book. It's fantastic. Well done. You accepted the challenge and you rose to the occasion of pendiculation. I yes. just rhymed it. <laughs> 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 My second coffee is kicking in right about now. 
Um, <laughs> well, so, hey, um, I've noticed a few people, I think it's interest, guilty of this one too, uh, when they're chatting with you on Twitter, they call you King Migs. Is, is, that a, is that a crown you wear with pride or is that a burden that you have to carry? Well, it is, of course, I wear with pride and of course it's a burden. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to be the king of all things Twitter. Um, people don't really even understand or respect it. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to take that role. Um, and I, I think, of course, I'm proud of that. Um, and uh, I don't think I get as much respect for that title as maybe I should from some people. But uh, um, <laughs> totally get it from Beck and I, though. Come on. Rebecca uh, yes, well, I got, exactly. Got, got Queen Becky, who's uh, Rebecca Ridge, you've, you've had on this show. Absolutely. Uh, she is awesome. But, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, it's a fun thing. One of the things that's fun about the writer community is that you, you get this chance to write um, whatever you like to write, whether it's funny or sad or um, meaningful, has deep feeling or whatever, but there's a lot of camaraderie and, and fun and joking around. And that, that's obviously part of the joking around part of it, which is really very fun. It is a Indeed. lot of fun. And we do do a lot of hashtags for each other. We have we do. Big Tastic and King Migs and then Queen Bex and, you know, Z-tastic. We have a lot of – we haven't got one for David. We really need to up our game. I don't know. Um, a lot of people – some people who are special have uh, have their own gifts too. Wow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for the very special people. I, I wouldn't dream of being worthy for that. One one day maybe I'll learn one. But... And cue the jealousy <laughs> from Caleb. Thank you. <laughs> I have two gifts with my name on it. So I am feeling double special. And Caleb's not here, so neener, neener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is awesome, though. I do love my, my gifts. I, I feel very humbled and special that you made them for me. Um, well, I am, I am. Thank you so much for joining us today, Migs. I have had an absolute wonderful time talking to you. Your ability to create uh, imagery is is second to none with the VSS. Your, your VSS is always one that I look for um, straight off. So I really uh, appreciate that. Thank your, you. Your poetry in general. If you check out Vig's, uh, Migs's uh, Twitter page, of course, the main thing is fighting a migraine, which is where we get Migsy from, of course, uh, at Ominous Hallways. Um, so, so Migsy, is there anywhere else that uh, the listeners might find you, or is Twitter your place? If they found me some other way, that would be disturbing because I haven't shared that with anybody. So, no. Fair enough. That. Then, <laughs> then, at ominous, then at Ominous Hallways is where we will find you. Yeah, yeah so, someday I might. I, I am thinking about um, trying to write some longer things and whether I would put them someplace else other than just on Twitter uh, in a blog or something. But for now, at Ominous Hallways is the best place to find find me and what I'm doing. You can totally do a blog anonymously. There's no issue with that. Of course, yeah. It, you could be Migsy's magazine. <laughs> Migsy's magazine, yeah. <laughs> Migsy's mumbling, Migsy's uh, musings. Musings by Migsy. There you go. There's your title. That's I'm pretty good. Like, That's pretty good. Mic drop. Into walks out. We're good I like go. to muse. <laughs> I like to muse around a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. So... Um, that's going to be our interview for today. I thank you, Migsy, for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, oh, utter, utter pleasure of ours. And thank you, David, for stepping in with me uh, on short notice. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, Migs, it's been great to meet you. It's been great to meet you too. Thanks for, thanks for everything.
All right. See you later, guys. Bye, bookers. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome back, bookers. I hope you enjoyed the interview with At Ominous Hallways, our friend Migsy. That was just great fun to do. He's an amazing author and a good guy. But now we're into the meaningful part of the evening, the big one. We have our final award of the evening of the season to present. And you are in the very capable hands of our friend Kay Banning-Callum, who is going to introduce the All-Rounder Award. All right, now, folks, this is the All-Rounder. So this is like the MVP. This is the top brass right here. This is the person that just personifies something that can't quite be described. You just know it when you see it, and you're so goddamn glad it's there. So here we go. We're going to take a little moment here and genuflect each one of these wonderful human beings as we rock and roll. Um, so the all-arounder first runner-up goes to my friend and hopefully yours, the witch, Ryan Leslie. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest people. She was the first interview that I did along mm-hmm. with Sintra as mm-hmm. part of this podcast. And it was just so much fun to talk to her. She's an incredibly powerful writer, a powerful human being. um, And she is just brilliant when it comes to what it takes to be an independent author, branding the witch persona along with her own. She is someone who, if you don't know her, you need to get to because she is somebody who is going to go very, very far. And if you get on the blessing side of the witch, might just let you climb on a broom and fly up to the moon right along with her. I loved meeting the witch. She's just so hot too. She's she's hot. She's so sexy. I love her. Um, (laughs) I wonder if she shaves her armpits. No, different subject. Radio, next nominee, next humble or honourable mention for the all-rounder of season one is Jay Scott. Now, Jay Scott, you always have, and that's, you'll find him at Up Your Dialogue, which is his podcast. Um, as a fellow podcaster, he's, he's, I respect him a lot. He ha- always has beautiful words to say to people, lots of fun to be around, and he loves Mars Ziggy Stardust, my parrot. So you can't go wrong if somebody loves your parrot. Uh, so here's an honorable mention, Jay Scott. Who's next? Oh, okay. One of my favorite human beings in the whole world, somebody who I am proud to call both a colleague and a friend in the world of writing, um, somebody who I once again got to interview as part of this podcast, and she and I have just become the best of compatriots, Kaya Carrington-Russell. I cannot say enough good things about this just absolute renaissance woman. I am currently reading one of her books and she is currently reading one of mine and we have a cool little project planned for later on in that regard. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. This is somebody who just gets it. She is out there hustling fearlessly. She is one of the most prolific authors in this paranormal, romantic, erotica, fantasy type hodgepodge 
you know, genre. And I'm going to tell you, son, working my way through her book, and she has made a believer out of me. And I think anybody out there, if you got a brain cell bouncing around in your brain box, you will head on over there and seek out Kaya Carrington Russell. You will be so damn glad that you did. And I've personally humped Kaya's legs so many times, actually. Uh, she is one humpable lady. Uh, as anybody who heard our interview with her, I, she's an Aussie like me, lives in near me. Um, and we meet up quite often uh, for coffee or go out to our signings together. And I adore her with everything that I am. Uh, we have a few collaborations planned for later in the year. I don't normally write with people because I don't play well with others. Um, but she's convinced me that I can play with her. And since we have leg humping territories, boundaries and restrictions lifted, we should be all right to good to go. Um, adore her. Uh, our fourth and final honourable mention in the all-rounder category is DC Right Hammer. Uh, and that's at DC Right Hammer 1. Oh, no, 2. At DC Right Hammer 2. Now, DC is... He was one of the first guys that I met when I came really into the writing community full on. I've been in the community for a while, but not full on into it. And um, DC's welcomes, he welcomes everybody. It really doesn't matter who you are. That guy's arms are open and he is willing to take you under his wing and help you wherever he can. Of course, he has a YouTube channel, uh, Writers Row. I have luckily been invited twice onto it and DC invite me again find me i will most certainly love to do a third one uh maybe get the podcast crew on dc let's do the crew of it oh yeah come on mm-hmm. uh, and DC, right. he's, one, he's one that you follow and he's fun and he's frivolous and he's informative and he's an all-rounder all-rounder good guy um and i adore him he is wonderful and so, it's always hammer time it is always hammer time always hammer time um, and he's always fun to play with uh, in a completely platonic way because his wife is the hammer to his right. So I don't want to get no, you know, um, oh, God, I've missed the movie. What's the movie with the Stephen King movie? What is it? Ah, oh, with the chick with the hammer and the writer. You're talking about misery? Yes, there we go. I don't want a misery moment with DC Wright. You're saying, that his wife, you're saying that his wife is the Kathy Bates? <laughs> You're going to hobble his legs tied up in a bed. Oh, damn. All right, Mr. Hammer. Any woman who crosses him, yes. Well, we just don't want to go there. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's gorgeous, though. She's gorgeous. I love her. Emily, love you, sweetheart. Right. Anyway, there's our fourth honorable mention for the all-rounder. So now we come to the winner. And this I'm going to hand over to Caleb for. Oh, yes. Um, this is someone who has, I, I call her my dopamine dump because whenever she tweets at me, my brain just produces a big old dump of dopamine and just makes you feel so goddamn good. She is someone who once again can do it all. Absolutely fearless author. Another one who's been a guest. Um, I unfortunately missed the opportunity to interview her. That is okay. We have gotten to know each other quite well through our various tweets of this and that. And she is someone who holds uh, my voice in very, very high esteem. And 
I can't express how much I appreciate each and every time she sends out some positive waves my way. So with no further ado, our winner of the All-Rounder Award, the MVP of Season 1, and always the MVP in the King of Schlock's mind, the one and only, Rebecca Ridge. That is right. Awesome. Rebecca Ridge is just like, she is just like one big old line of coke that just never quite stops being there. It's like you can just keep on snorting that. And I would that, snort her all day. <laughs> I would oh, yeah. snort her all day. She's just fabulous. No and what, what a brilliant winner to have. I've never met a person who's so effervescent with her personality. She's just an addiction that I do not ever want to give up. Of course, she doesn't. She doesn't lust after my voice quite the same way she lusts after Caleb's, but... And you should read what she writes. She writes some amazing (laughs) stuff. Mm -mm. But it's good to be sitting down before you open those covers. (laughs) And put a towel down, people. Put a towel down. (laughs) All right. So that's our awards for this year. Oh, this year, this season. Season one awards of What the Book. Um, uh, I'm really, really ecstatic with the amount of support that we have found within the writing community uh, for what the book. Um, and uh, I don't know. I we wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, where this came from. Um, uh, well, I go first, boys. Go for it. You're the one who contacted us about all this, so you absolutely should be the first. As uh, this was your brainchild initially, the original inspiration. Now okay. I had a, I had a, I wanted to give back. This is where what the book came from. So the book is can understand what this means to me, what this means to Caleb, what it means to David. I um, when I first thought about this, I wanted to give back to the writing community. Uh, it's been such. It gives so much joy to me as an author to be able to be of a position to give back. It's very humbling to be able to give back. I wanted to offer uh, advice. I know we talk about advice not being always the best, but it's not, uh, it's not technically, I technically didn't want to be sitting here going, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing that and da, 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 da. That's not what I wanted this this podcast to be about I wanted it to be about a roundtable discussion bringing subject topics to the table throwing them around seeing from different angles what could be done where it could be seen and you know anybody who listens could go oh look I get where that one's coming from or I don't understand that or I can see where that's and what will work for me and what won't work for me so just throwing things out there for for thoughts sakes really and giving and then uh, of course then we I wanted to open the door to a platform that a lot of authors don't uh, have access to or don't um, necessarily know how to to promote themselves on this platform and podcasts are huge they're growing phenomenally every day Uh, so being able to offer them a place to put their books put their voice put their faces well you know theoretically, um, to to sell themselves just that little bit more in a different way 
that's what I wanted to do initial, initially with the podcast. And I think we've been very successful in season one to do it. Now, when, when thinking about hosts to come on board, I was actually asked this question the other day about how did I come across Caleb and David as hosts? Um, well, Caleb and I have been friends for a while, haven't we? Yeah, we were well, been chatting for quite a bit. You were always my go-to person for weird questions about Australia or just to let you know I learned something new about Australia that you would clearly already know. But for whatever reason, I was just so damn excited to jump on there and just be like, oh, my God, I found out the baby koalas are called Joey's, too. I never fucking knew that. Hey, Centra. Yeah. I, <laughs> you and I would talk quite a bit. And you were always kind enough to interact. You're always like, yeah, they sure are. And I was always like, I wonder if this woman's getting sick and tired of me yet. Oh, I love interaction. I'm so fucking addicted to interaction on, on Twitter. I love it. I love it. I love it. People talk to me. I love it. Um, I'm an attention whore. I'm sorry. I am. I admit it. I am Sintra Sullivan. I am an attention whore. Uh, it's probably why the podcast is also <laughs> works too. Now, when I first contacted uh, Caleb, it was a, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking of doing this. What do you think? And it was within like a couple of days. We were on Skype straight away just to see whether we had a chemistry vocally to be able to, to do something like this. And I don't know if, I don't know, I can't speak for Caleb, but within about five minutes of talking to this guy on Skype um, that previously we'd only just, you know, chatted on tweets, I knew that he would work with this. And it was just some weird chemistry that sort of happened uh, when we were talking that we just, and we, I mean, we chatted for ages on that Skype, that first Skype chat. Yeah. We uh, had about an hour and a half conversation. Cause that was, um, and then I think the next night we recorded the first episode, I think, um, I think that's how we did it. We may have done it that same uh, night. No, no, it was a different night. It was a couple of days after because then I'd also spoken to, um, well, I'd actually wanted David for a little while because it was something about uh, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> I can see him just going, and yes, <laughs> it's something about David's class that is, is very attractive to a listener that I wanted because and I mean, I'm, I'm going to be very honest here, boys. I'm the, I'm the silly one of this trio. I'm the one that's, um, you know, going to gonna be the, the, the silly vocal person. And you've got Caleb, who's so big and boisterous and, and beautifully loud. And I wanted the, the class. So, so you wanted a straight stooge to make you guys look good. Thanks. No, no. Class, David, class, which I clearly <laughs> don't have. <laughs> this is not something I've ever admitted to having. Class is not not the word that people use to describe Z Sullivan. Trust me. Uh, so when and and I mean I knew that there was a lot of personal stuff going on with David. So I never asked him, and we were chatting about the podcast and whatever else. And he's just sort of gone, uh, "I want to do that." <laughs> I go, "Yeah, do mm-hmm. <laughs> okay." And there we went. It was on. And uh, that's how we sort of came about discovering the three of us um, for for the podcast. That's how I, I worked out 
and I mean, we get a lot of we get a lot of comments regarding the chemistry that the three of us have. So we can't. We do have we do have fantastic chemistry, and I'm glad that that worked out as well as it did. Because David, I don't know if you and I had interacted a lot before this. Um, I, I I don't think we had, and and you're right. Somehow this this just works, and yeah, we hadn't really spoken a great deal, and and it just kind of clicks and it kicked off. It's cool. Sometimes so what I does this mean to you, I... David? What, what does what? this mean to you, David? Oh, what, is this, what does this mean to me? Well, look, it came as a surprise. Um, came out of nowhere. And, yeah, you sort of said, oh, hey, I'm doing this podcast. Do you fancy having a go? And I kind of, yeah, look, this, is, this has been a really interesting year so far uh, in the sense of may you live in interesting times. But suddenly it was a chance to to have a voice and do something I've never done before. I'm sure you all know I, I am a performer. I will get up on stage in front of any amount of people and just do my thing and love it. And this was kind of completely new. And I still I, I, I still feel a little bit of a fraud to be here because I'm not actually finished and published any of these things I'm working on. They're all in the works. They've been in the works for ages. But you, know, you guys have given me a platform to share what I've learned, the opinions I've formed. And like you said, it, it, suddenly uh, with uh, both of you, I, I've got these amazing people to spark ideas off and it seems to flow and it seems to work. And yeah, I've read some of your stuff, uh, each of you that I've really enjoyed and and learn things and i like picking apart these ideas about where does stuff come from and and how do we get these ideas flowing and and sometimes the answers are horribly frustrating ah oh, the characters just talk to me yes but and then sometimes it's much deeper and it all works so i i look forward to to the evenings when we record but i really also have loved the fact that we get to talk to some of the other writing community. We get to t interview authors and actually hear the voice behind the words and get to know a little bit about them. That's been uh, a great part of doing all this um, because they're always surprising. They're never, they never sound like how they should. I read their stuff on Twitter and I know exactly how they sound. And then I speak to them and was like, oh, I was wrong. They sound like this. Yeah, it's it's been really good. Caleb, how are you finding it? You know, it's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I had been a guest on a lot of podcasts before Centra approached me with this, um, you know, with this idea. And I always wanted to be a full-time host. I loved doing it. And it was always kind of like a little tease. You'd get to do it randomly. And it was fun and hot and fast. And then it was over and it was really hard to, you know, just constantly kind of whore yourself out. Like, Hey, who wants to have me on their show? So when Centra put an all call out, essentially saying, Hey, I'm, I got this idea brewing in my head who, who would, you know, potentially want to be my co-host. You know, I jumped on that immediately. And like I said, I, I'm one of those people, I throw myself in front of cameras, I throw myself in front of the microphone. I'm one of those people, I've said it before many times, you know, I'm just attention starved all the time. So I would probably throw my name in the hat at an offer like that, regardless. Um, 
whether or not I thought I was going to actually get selected. And looking at Censure and just the amount of contacts and connections and followers and success that she had accomplished, you know, I, you know, I thought to myself, well, you know what, maybe, but I'm sure somebody with a little bit thicker of a resume is, uh, and then when she hit me up and said, Hey, yeah, I would totally love to, um, to do that with you. I was just like, Holy shit. All right, let's make this happen. And then as she alluded to before, you know, when we had our first conversation on Skype, the chemistry was just absolutely there. And I knew that it was going to work. And, you know, since then, this has become my favorite night of the week, getting, sitting down, you know, catching up with you guys. Sometimes the little conversations that we have before we start recording are my favorite part of it because we're just sitting around (laughs) three writer pals, just fucking chewing the fat and talking about, you know, what we got going on. And I can say, you know, with absolute certainty, I consider both of you, you know, to be friends, colleagues. And, and just um, people that I'm just so happy to have in my life. We are far more than just, you know, Twitter individuals at this point. I consider both of you to be personal friends and I value you in my life, you know, more so than I can. Hey, men, brother. Oh, I just got a little warm, fuzzy moment. My little feelings got touched. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, um, I consider you guys best buddies too. I, I, it's just, and it's something that, um, you know, we're indie authors. All three of us are indie authors. David, you are not a fraud. You are an indie author. That is what you are. Please claim it. There is no fraudster involved. So we three are indie authors, all struggling to be indie authors and, and to find our feet to dominate the indie world, uh, just like everybody else. And I think that's that was my primary goal. Is it, and I mean, I've always tagged it when I um when I'm posting stuff that's more of an inspirational level than smutty. You know, it's a bit half half with me sometimes. So the more the inspirational type post will get the author indies or indies supporting indies, authors supporting authors. I'm so so passionate about people supporting people, what our tribes are, and tribes are a common word that we've used or uh, that, that's been thrown around a lot in my writing life, um, that you surround people, you surround yourself with people uh, who are there to uh, lift you, hold you, uh, support you in your writing industries, not do it for you, not... Um, uh, not no, but ca- catch us when we fall and applaud us when we stand. Exactly. And, you know, and... And when we do something well, we want them to, to, you know, they clap for you and they're sincere with their clapping. They're sincerely happy that you succeeded with something. And if something flops on the floor, then they're sincerely there with a bottle of vodka and a bit of cake to let you cry it out and to tell you, okay, you've had your pity party of one sweet pea, pull up your panties, let's fucking get on with the job because this is what the industry's like. So surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded will make your journey a far smoother ride. Uh, it was something with this podcast, picking you two to be hosts, that um, while there was some calculation to my choices, there was a lot of gamble on this podcast and I, I it paid off tenfold to have you two involved. Uh, I couldn't have possibly asked for better co-hosts than you two. 
um, there's, it just works. It just works. And I love every second of being what the book podcast uh, and this season's been phenomenal. I loved it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I've found two more members of my tribe here and more. Some of the authors we've interviewed, some of the comments we get when we tweet out about what we're up to this week. There's been some great stuff. There's, there's real, there's feedback, there's energy, people care um, and, and they contribute. It, it's, yeah, it's really cool. And you know what? It is, the, only, the only way is up, as the song says, and that is the direction that we are going as we are, you know, wrapping up the first season here and uh, we're going to take us a week off and, um, a week off, yes. So next uh, mm-hmm. weekend, there will day. not be an upload next weekend. Uh, we are going to have a bye week, right. so to speak. And then we're going to hit David's it back. Birthday. Yes, right. So David's birthday. I will David's be a whole birthday. year older next time we speak. He's going to be 27. Again. In a few months. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So make sure you go and wish him a happy birthday next weekend as you will be missing all of us, of course, terribly. You can always listen. You can always listen to the rerun. So you got an entire first season, folks. If you get a hankering for us, you can always reach out right through there and listen to us talk about stuff for just a click away. So, of course, and come chat to us on Twitter. You know, we're always around. Now, of course, so we're going to miss a week. We take the week off. Uh, the weekend off, and then we're going to hit back um, season two, the following weekend, season two. Now, season two is going to have a slightly different format, that's right, uh, which we're extremely excited about. There will be a new logo, a new banner, a new clothes for us to wear just because it's another season. We feel like having a change. Uh, now, the format change, boys, our our uh, weekly podcast on a Sunday will always still stay on a Sunday, but you will just get the three of us on a Sunday. Right. We're moving the interviews. We're, we we're moving the author interviews to the middle of the week. Uh, we're going to start doing that in yes. order to have one to do two uploads a week. So we have a little bit more impression out there as it goes. And two, it's also to give the authors more time to talk so we're not trying to you know pigeonhole them into a 15 20 minute period to meet in the middle there they'll have a whole floor a whole platform time to go deep we're going to start trying to go deeper with our authors to just include them more in conversations not just pepper them with questions and really try to give a a much uh, fuller comprehensive conversational aspect with them that will also for our regular sunday uploads or saturday night uploads for me um, that will give us an extra 25, 30 minutes or so to kind of dive a little bit deeper into topics and converse more among each other, you know, about those things. So we're not quite worried about racing the clock. Absolutely. So it allows us to have a more thorough voice as the trio of what the book podcast on a Sunday and allows our guest author to have a stronger, longer voice on our midweek podcast. And, of course, you, the bookers, get us twice a week, double the trouble, twice the fun. I love it. So season two is going to be stronger, longer, richer, and deeper. It's going to be sassy. Ah! It's going to be classy. It's going to be outrageous. So everyone needs to get, get downloading as soon as we're back. 
I feel like somebody needs to hand out condoms or something with that sort of <laughs> that sort of description. Like everyone, safe texting, safe, safe podcast, people, safe podcast. I don't want to know what the book baby is coming off this. Mm, no. <laughs> and as always, we still no, offer no. many of our same fun services like the shout outs. Um, we are trying to build a presence on YouTube. We're trying to figure out where exactly we fit in the YouTube dynamic. So, you know, we're, there's always new things coming up. We have the Discord as well. Um, I mean, there's so much that we can still explore moving forward. And that's the beautiful thing. I've used this example before. If you look at season one of The Simpsons and you look at the current season of The Simpsons, you can definitely see where, you know, you can see the strong framework, but you can definitely see how much it's changed and improved over the years. So if you like us now, get ready to love us later because we're only getting better. And something that Caleb said at the start of this podcast that, I want to reiterate because I thought it was really valid. Um, although he says a lot of things that are really valid, oh. but this one specifically chimed in with me uh, that we are only here because you allow us to be here. So you, the bookers, our listeners are the most important things of this podcast. Uh, we love you. We adore you. You subscribe to us. You sit down, you listen to us. You we tolerate our shenanigans. And we can't be more thankful for every single one of you. Indeed. Um, Speaking of shenanigans, I think we got some to get into tonight. Yes. Yes. Go for it. So last week, everybody, we played Truth or Dare to try to kind of, um, you know, uh, break the cycle of just doing the search or dare. And um, we are going to play another rousing game of Truth or Dare once again. And just like yeah. last week, we sit down and we figure out the simple rules of it. Going to ask a question to each other. If you can answer the question, that's fine. You pass the baton on to the next individual. If you cannot answer the question, if you choose not to, then you get to take on the dare. Now, I think last week you guys may have seen Sintra's dare if you met Fiona the Baby Hippo. And let me tell you, we got something even better tonight. So hopefully everybody, <laughs> hopefully everybody just comes up with the answers tonight. Otherwise, might be going on down to the farm. <laughs> so who would like oh, to go God. first? Who no. would like to challenge who with the first question? This always terrifies me, boys. It terrifies. Well, then let's get the pain out of the way. I will ask Zintra a question: oh. Truth or dare? What? was the most embarrassing thing you have ever done on a date? On a date? Oh, shit. Uh, okay, well, the most... Im- oh. If the word queef comes up, we're moving on. <laughs> now, the thing, the thing about this is I'm not quite sure I'm qualified to um, answer this because I have never actually been on a date. I don't, if you define a date as, you know, being asked to go out and and the dinner, the movie, the whatever else, and I've never been on a date. Um, I think if you... Well, we don't stick to, we don't stick to traditional definitions around here. What the book? So, I mean, uh, how about just uh, what's the most embarrassing... Premeditated encounter. Yeah, you out there having a romantic night a romantic encounter, you completely embarrass the shit out of yourself. Tell us about that. 
um I probably okay let's go back to my younger years I was probably about 17 and um one of my I was still living at home so we're still we're getting younger younger and one of my brother's friends had come over and um I was kind of keen on him I was you know it, it the beauty of having an older brother I guess you know older brother friends uh, and he was he was showing signs of interest until my father decided to come out and start cleaning his gun in front of him and told him that if he wanted to even look sideways at his daughter, then he'd better learn to run and jump really mm. fast. So that probably killed every romantic thought that wow. boy ever had about me. That would be scary. That would, and I'm just picturing some Australian guy doing it too. Like, uh, you know, that that's even scarier for me because I'm just picturing this crocodile Dundee guy. Uh, Look, yeah, you call that a knife? This is a knife. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and he was, he was starting up. He was doing the whole thing because my dad did not like this guy and there was no way in hell he was even looking sideways at me. So, and I was sitting there going, Dad, you're killing my – you're the most embarrassing thing And you told ever, me you kind of grew up like in the boonies, right? Isn't that what you told me? What? So did. there's lots of places lots I of did. places to hide a body out there, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, absolutely, that, absolutely. That is a physically shriveling experience. Ain't nothing yes. going to rise after that. That's run and hide. Oh, no, he didn't ever come back over near our house again. Your brother probably <laughs> lost a friend. Like, I mean, not only did you lose a potential boyfriend, but your brother just lost his pal. <laughs> exactly. He never came anywhere near Oh, Lord. God bless. Oh, dear. All right, well, Central, guess what? Congratulations. Right. You now control the baton. Oh, God. Okay, I am going to ask you a question, Oh, make Caleb. it good. Um, <laughs> oh God! So I'm really bad at this bookers. I just oh, I get so. Don't squirmy. feel bad. Look, I froze last um, week. David had to save me, so don't feel bad at all. All right, all right, all right. Um, I, oh, have is it truth or dare? You asked me it? a okay, question. So right. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you? ever been ah i i I don't know how to phrase it i don't know how to phrase it um i'm gonna have to uh david can you go first so i can phrase this in my head I'll give David one and so um, while you get it, while yeah. you get it together and you, this better Let be, this better be a good one. Central. All right, here we go. David, <laughs> David. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, wow. 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 You're good at this, David. I think this is your niche. You come up with these questions like, like this quick, quick, quick. <laughs> and, uh, I've I'm so much better at answering them than I am at asking them. So, Centra, I, I feel your pain. Don't feel embarrassed at all. Um, all right. All right, David. Um, let me ask you this now. Um, have you ever had a threesome or more? And if it was more than three, how many? 
Oh man, you're outing me in public. Oh look, threesomes are weird. Uh, they're kind of strange. I have okay. Oh, never, never. <laughs> well, look, only two. Okay. Um, and never with more than three in the same. Wait, three day. plus you? So you've had a foursome? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's still somewhere on the bucket list. You have had a threesome. Threesome. Look at you go. It has its charm, uh, but on both occasions, it's sort of eventually sort of wake up the next day and finally realize that mm, yeah yeah nothing nothing i'm especially proud of nothing i especially regret but yeah hey look at you go so you've had a six some if you add them all together (laughs) (laughs) that's more i'm i'm ticking it off on the ball that's more than a five hour game nice but there we go. Yeah, I will. I will hold my hand All up. All right, say, yes, look, two of us have avoided having to go down to the yoga farm. Oh my god! Oh, Centra. But okay, Caleb, I'll throw one. Well, we, well, I got to hear Centra's, but what I'll entertain is... yours in the meantime. Sure. All right. Well, that's Centra. Are you ready? Have you got your words? All right. All right. What's the What's the weirdest place? Hopefully, public. <laughs> that you've ever done it. You know, I talk a big game. But when I answer this question, the answer is really fucking boring. Um, I have never had public sex before. I have always done it in a bed. Um, I've just always stumbled into beds. Beds are just there. Um, I wish I had some kind of wild and crazy fucking story. Now, I've made out in some fucking weird places. Um, you know, we've definitely done some foreplay in some weird places, but the actual sex part, we always had somewhere to go either back to my place or her place or someplace. Um, but now I wish I could say we did it out on, you know, on a fucking French quarter balcony or some shit like that. But just to, uh, make the story interesting here, because I said, we, I have definitely had makeout sessions in some very strange and odd places. Um, I have sucked a lot of face in cemeteries. Uh, back when I, mm-hmm. yeah, Have back when been. I was doing my ghost hunting <laughs> thing, like I'm telling you, man, like that was not only was the whole ghost hunter Caleb thing like a hobby slash wannabe job thing, it was also very much kind of a fucking like pickup part because you know it's like if you found somebody who was interested in that, then odds were you know it was going to turn into some booty, and um, you know, and that that's just kind of what happened a lot. Go out to the graveyard, get a cheap bottle of that fucking vampire wine they used to sell down here everywhere. Going out there, yeah, I got <laughs> hot and heavy out in the graveyard a few times, and then we always packed it up and brought it on back to either my place or hers. But yeah, I wish I, I wish I had a better answer Respect for that. But I've that. always managed to find. Oh, and you know what? No, I will tell you a great story here. I do have one, and it is it's, <laughs> it's not so much public, but it is really funny. When I was in the army. I was in the army. I was stationed for a short period of time at Fort Gordon, Georgia. And while there, one of my best friends, uh, he and I, you know, met at Fort Gordon, got to know each other, talked all the time. And he always told me about this chair that he had. And he loved this chair. He fucking just adored this chair. It was like his chair, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah, when we get back down to Texas, because we were both stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, permanently, we were just up at Fort Gordon temporarily. 
uh, you know, he was like, yeah, you got to come over and see my chair and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, cool. Totally can't wait to see your chair. And I remember one night he was, he had tickets to go do something, but he also had like the complete NFL football package on his TV. And he said that I could come over and watch the Saints games over there on his fucking, you know, total thing. He said, yeah, I'll give you the key to my house. You know, you can have it, you know. And I brought a date with me over there and he showed me his chair and I made it a point to fuck in his chair. And I never, I never <laughs> told him about it. I never told him. I hope he's sitting in it to this day, just thinking about how much he loves his chair. But yes, I totally humped in his favorite. And I love the guy. He's one of my closest friends. It was, uh, but yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to totally smash on this dude's favorite fucking chair. And I did. So there you go. Maybe not the. And he doesn't he does know. Not know unless he listens to this episode, then he might. But uh. <laughs> well, I guess as long as you didn't leave him a permanent souvenir on there. Yeah, you know, you look. I mean, look, he's my friend for God's sake. You know, I flipped the cushion over when I was done. <laughs> oh goodness, nice. goodness! All right. A gentleman Absolutely. flips the cushion. It's, it's just polite. It is polite, yes. Uh, <laughs> goodness me, I um, yeah, excellent. I love, I love that we always learn a little bit more about each other with every episode that goes by. It's like an educational system, right at the end. Uh, now, quickly before we've got to have to round this one up very shortly. First off, um, Caleb, you have a new I book do out. just released last week, fresh off the presses, over on Amazon. Check it out, the vexed and venerated. It is four incredibly awesome stories of mine that delve into triumph versus torment, uh, the idea of good standing up against evil, hope standing up against, you know, just fucking destitution. Check it out, folks. Um, these are four great stories. I personally love them. Two of the High Rock Tobit prequels appear in there. Um, yes, The Vexed and the Venerated. Over on Amazon, links on my Twitter, or just look up K Banning Kellum on Google. I pop up, and my book links is right up there. Fantastic! I know it's on my next on my TBR list. It's uh, on my Kindle, hot and ready to rumble. I can't wait to delve into your world. Um, now, there's some steamy Louisiana strangeness. Definitely worth checking out. Oh, look, anything that Kay Banning Callum writes, I will certainly read. And we appreciate you Um, for it, Des. It's authors supporting authors. You know, it's what we do. Um, Now, of course, this is going to be the last of this season. As we've said, one week off, then come back season two. uh, Bigger and better and deeper and more intense, I do believe David was saying. So get your protection ready, bookers, because we are going to dive deep. Double wrap it before we tap it. The words, the word salad is getting, getting its uh, savor and spice as we speak. I just sit there and think all of those damn DMs and scam emails of making enlargements are now going to come in handy because we're going to get bigger. (laughs) Um. All right, so. Uh, find us, of course, uh, 
find me, just Google Sindra Sullivan, put me on any of the platforms, uh, stalk me, come and talk to me. I want to talk to you. Uh, where can we find you, David? Uh, the book is notifying at Kung Fu Ponder, but also look us up on Twitter, What the Book Podcast, uh, or even drop us a line. That'd be cool. And Kay Benning Cowan. You can always find me on Twitter at Banning K1979. That is B A N N I N G 1979. I am Norland's own uh, King of Schlock, and I am here to invite you into the kingdom. Beautiful. All right, Bookers, that is season one done. Awards done. We've had our fun. And now it's time to run. And I just become a poet. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> You're a poet and you just don't know it. Great way to end the season. It's been fun. Stop then for a minute. <laughs> I just kept on going. Oh, God. All right, bookies. Thank you for joining us for this season. And we can't wait to see you next season. But for now, it's bye. Good night. <laughs>